Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Today on the show, we will have. Our good friend Neil Kulong from USA Today, BenJonesStateCollege.com. Tomorrow, Joe Lenardi. That's right, Joey Brackett's on the show. He's got to be in a good mood, by the way, because as you know, Joe is also uh, works at St. Joe's and is the color analyst for St. Joe's. Uh, they went into Kingston last night, and St. Joseph's beat 17th rank Rhode Island by 30 points. 78-48. I mean, I'm talking, they ran Rhode Island out of the building last night. So he's got to be in a good mood. Also tomorrow, Jeff Byers on the show. And tomorrow, Andrew Callahan on the show. From New York. And then, of course, then we'll see how that plays out as to what we do on Friday. So... Sean Andrew Callahan will be on tomorrow's show in that in the final half hour. Perfect. All right, so that's what we're going to do with him. And Byers will be on tomorrow at four oh six. Just so everyone knows, leading in, expect Jason Nolf to wrestle at least once. All right. Nolf will take the mat at least one time. At least. So expect that to happen, all right? Uh, that's in talking with Jeff today about that. Because uh, people wonder, you know, where is he? What's he doing? Well, I mean, he's getting there. And uh, now we'll find out. I mean, if he takes the mat one time, he just takes the mat one time, he automatically goes to the NCAAs. Uh, basketball, of course, the uh, Big Ten tournament begins today for the women, getting underway in about 45 minutes for the Lady Lions against Illinois. Winner gets Michigan tomorrow in Indianapolis. Men's tournament starts uh, tonight at Madison Square Garden. And then, of course, four games tomorrow. Game three tomorrow, the 6.30 game. Airtime, 6 o'clock, will be Penn State and with Western. Vic Law will not play in the game for Northwestern. 12.6 boards a game, probably their best defender. Bryant McIntosh, listed as questionable, says he is playing, which I, I am not surprised. You would have to tie him down to keep him out. Meanwhile, the uh, NIT made an announcement today about the NIT is using rules uh, 
experiments with rules, rules the NCAA wants to take a look at. Now, we're in a current cycle right now where they can't change the rules until 2019. But they use the NIT as as a proving ground. So this year in the NIT, the lane will be the NBA width. The college width is 12 feet. The NBA width is 16. So two feet extra on each side. So that will be used in the NIT. The three-point line will be the international line, 22 feet. Instead of 20 feet, 9 inches where it is now, it's actually going to be moved back 20 inches to 22 feet, 1.75. So it's 22 feet. They will do quarters in the NIT, 10-minute quarters. Now, the women's game has been doing that since 2015. And whenever you reach five fouls, there's no one plus one. It's automatically two shots. On an offensive rebound, instead of having the shot clock reset at 30, it goes to 20. Which I like, actually, but, you know. Um, because you're already over half court. That's why you've noticed this year on out-of-bounds plays, the shot clock being recycled to, to 20. That's the reason why. You're already over the midcourt line. The NIT will begin on March 13th and, ironically, does end at Madison Square Garden in New York on March 29th. But those are some of the rules they'll put in. If Penn State is in it, we'll talk more about it. We'll talk extensively about it, especially does it uh, meet any kind of standard moving forward. We'll see. But first steps first. Northwestern tomorrow at 6.30. Trying to get to that 20th one of the season if they can get there. Penn State's done it only nine times in school history to get the 20 wins. Let's see if they can get there this time. I mentioned uh, earlier it's uh, this the one area that's really great. I've told the story about Red Smith, the great New York Times writer, being asked by a young sports writer from Memphis about, you know, give me two words of advice moving forward in this job. And, and his two words were, you know, give me any advice. He's have two words for you. He said, be there. Uh, for the most part, you do not have an issue with media people wanting to be there, unless, for the most part, they're doing a job like this, the in-studio talk show job. A lot of the bigger names in this don't like leaving the studio. They like being in the in the confines. Uh but the vast majority of media people do want to be there. The problem is expenses. And when the tournament is in the Midwest, which it's going back to next year, it's going to be in Chicago next year, Indianapolis the year after, then back to Chicago, and then Indy. So it's going to go in that rotation for uh, four years after this. You've got a lot of Penn State writers that really want to be there. And in Chicago or Indianapolis, it's because of expenses. They can't get there. Well, last year in D.C. and now with Madison Square Garden, they can be there. You're going to have a pretty good Penn State media contingent there. And you're going to have fans there, too. 
Penn State will draw from the New York metro area, New Jersey, New York City, Westchester, Connecticut. Uh, They will draw from that. But also, there's going to be a bus, a student bus, that's going from here to the Garden. They'll go there, go to the game, come back, and if Penn State wins, they'll go right back again on Friday. But, yeah, they're going to take that student bus. So, I mean, Penn State will have fans there. It'll be a good contingent there tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Let's see. It is... uh... Not a big news day, which has been rare of late. I mean, the the Bears cut Mike Lennon after one year. Matt Forte retired after 10 years. Ahmed Wilkerson was cut by the Jets. Okay, fine. Uh, Adam Silver warns tanking teams will be punished. (laughs) Ah, yes. I mean, why do you think there is a draft lottery? There's a draft lottery in the NBA because they're concerned about tanking. It's always an issue. Tank. What, what does tanking get you in this league? Oh, you end up with the first overall pick? Great. All right, so you get the first overall pick. Well, Minnesota had the first overall pick in back-to-back years. Now, one they traded for because Andrew Wiggins was actually drafted by the Cavaliers and then dealt by the Cavaliers to the T-Wolves for Kevin Love. Okay. And and then, of course, they drafted Carl Anthony Towns. Where has he gotten them? This is not a league that is built on draft choices. This is not the way it is. That's just not the way it is. This league is built, the success in this league is built with older players. Okay? Look at Oklahoma City, Westbrook, Paul George, Camelo Anthony, uh, you know, you got LeBron, Kevin Love, you know, of course they had Kyrie Irving at one point. You know, they, they traded for Isaiah Thomas and they dealt him again. They dealt him for more veterans. Golden State has grown up into an older team. Look at Houston now. You know, James Harden, now they got Chris Paul with them. The better teams are all the older teams in the league. Young players in this league don't succeed, so why bother tanking? You look at New Orleans, for goodness sakes. New Orleans is a marvelous, has just a, not a good player. New Orleans has a great, great player in Anthony Davis. And right now they're, the, they're sixth. And if they finish sixth in the Western Conference, that's the highest they've ever finished with him. Sixth. And he's phenomenal. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. He does incredible things. And, you know, of course, they lost Cousins, which didn't help. I mean, that did not help. And, of course, Houston's won 13 games in a row. I mean, they're playing great right now. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, so they, they don't want people tanking. Okay, got it. That's great. Yeah, what does it get you? Um... Marvin Bagley. Well, and of course I mentioned yesterday about LeBron. LeBron was absolutely right about expanding the G League. He is spot on. And by the way, a great milestone. First player ever 
in the history of the NBA with 30,000 points, 8,000 rebounds, 8,000 assists. That just tells you about what a great, great all-around player he's been in his career. Okay, great player. Uh, I mean, he took shots at the NCAA, low-hanging fruit earlier in the week. Okay, I got that. Except he, he talked about expanding the G League. He is absolutely right about that. So we have to shore up our G League. He is he could not be any more correct. What he's wrong about is that, you know, in taking his shots at the NCAA, the one and done rule is an NBA rule. Like LeBron, you know, when they take the dues out of your check and goes to the NBA Players Association, uh that's the group that negotiated with the people who pay your salary, the owners. The NCAA was not at the table. Why? That would be collusion. So the NCAA has nothing to do with the rule. Naturally, of course, the reporters standing with him were mostly in awe and didn't challenge him on that fact. I mean, ask him questions, okay? He's a smart guy. You can challenge him on stuff. G League, no need to challenge. He's got it right on the money. All right, we'll take a break. Coming up today... Neil Kulong, Ben Jones, plus we'll hear some comments from Mike Mayock on Penn State players. As we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Well, you know which person really, really, really wants to be with me at Madison Square Garden? the next few days. That's my brother. He loves going to New York, and he loves going, he loves going to the Garden. That's right. One of the first times when we, when he made his debut on the show almost two years ago, he mentioned that story about, uh, yeah, you and him in the Garden. Oh. And the kids? Oh, the kids. Oh, yeah, the kids. <laughs> oh, they love Uncle Kevin. Out there taking a, taking a 20 and giving it to... Some street vendor for, I don't know, what they have? I think he bought them. It was all candy bars. Maybe he bought them hot dogs, too. Yeah, I remember candy he bought, bars. He bought them a bunch of candy bars. And I get back to the hotel. You know, because because I had to do the post-game show. You know, the kids were all obviously younger since, by the way. Uh, and... They said, "Oh, you won't believe me!" Because I, I think, I think I gave money. I said, "Here, can you get the kids something to eat on the way home?" Absolutely. So I get there, and they've got all these candy bars all over the bed. And I said, "I said, okay." Now you know darn well I didn't care. It was I was perfectly fine with it. But it was. He goes, Uncle Kevin. Look, Uncle Kevin got us. So I'm like, okay, great. Yep. You can always tell the guy that doesn't have kids or the grandparent. And by the way, grandchild number five on the way in October. Love it, love it. I I had nothing to do with it. No, I know that. <laughs> We've hit the six pack. Congratulations. That's excellent. That's, uh, yeah. I found out at Nebraska, like, wow.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Did I hear Lawrence talk about stealing? Is that the beginning of the program? They're talking about stealing. What, what kind of show is this? Oh, not him stealing per se, no. Oh, okay, good, huh? Oh, by the way, you know what? I feel badly. Reichley has asked me to speak at his event on March 20th. And I've been meaning to tell him yes, and I keep forgetting to send the email back to him that, yeah, I'll do it. Okay. I'll let let him know. Yeah, I mean, I feel awful about that because I, I went through this checklist of things, make sure you've done this, make sure you've done that. I want to make sure that my expense report was done for the month, fine. There was another report I had to turn in. Fine, I got that. Then I want to make sure the update shows were where they needed to be going into uh, uh, the week. Got that done, the whole thing. Wanted to make sure this show was square where it needed to be. Did that. Uh, there was one student in class that sent me something. He wanted me to listen for a project, so I took care of that. Okay, fine. So I'm just slowly but surely ticking everything off. Jack, Jack Ham needed something, took care of that. And the only thing I forgot to do until I realized just now when I was listening to Mark is I never got back to Ben. I'm like, oh, jeez. You know, and you know how much I like Ben. Absolutely. And, and I've been meaning to say yes the entire time. I just never got around to doing it. <laughs> I saw him a couple so, of weeks ago when he originally sent me the message to uh, get get him your email. And I hadn't talked to him since, but I was I, the funny part is I kept looking at my phone waiting for a text from Ben. Oh. Hey, hey, did Jonesy get my email? <laughs> all right. I feel awful about that because I did. That's uh, all good. Like you said, it's March 20th, and it's not like it's tomorrow or, or next Tuesday. So, oh, I yeah. know. It's yeah. three weeks away. Yeah. I know it is. Yeah. But still. But you're, but you're thorough, and you you're thorough, and you have you have a way of you of how to do things. And you're well, do- but more, you're, but you're more do- than you're, that. You're doctor detail. Yeah, but more than that, though, I... I mean, people are asking you for a specific reason, right? Well, if they're asking for a specific reason, you need to be courteous enough to make sure that they get an answer from you one way or the other. Uh, you know, now I don't have a secretary, obviously. Um, yeah, which is pretty obvious. I mean, it's, you know, I don't have one because uh, I'm too cheap. Uh, so, guys. <laughs> 
Well, let's see. 1931, this date in sports history, the Canadian Rugby Union adopted the forward pass. Big moment. Not really. 1940, the first televised basketball game shown. The game featured Fordham and Pitt from Madison Square Garden in New York. Now, that's the old garden. This garden was built in 1968. Uh, Will Chamberlain set an NBA record with his 35th consecutive field goal. They got you 35 shots in a row. 1987, the legendary Chick Hearn, his 2,000th consecutive Lakers broadcast. Let's see. 1998, Mark Messier, then with the Vancouver Canucks, became the fourth player to score 1,600 points in his career. 1999, Venus and Serena Williams became the first sisters to win WTA tour events on the same day. 2002, John Madden put on Monday Night Football with Al Michaels, replacing Dennis Miller, four-year, $20 million deal for the great John Madden. So there you go. That's this day in sports history. Actually, I have one more. Also, today was the day that uh, Sidney Crosby had the game-winning goal for Team Canada in the Sochi Games. Canada winning the hockey gold medal. No, it's an Olympic thing. It didn't count. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> suit. Ah, uh, the poor suit. He says, he says, uh, uh, you referred to me as an Olympic hater. Like, what do you mean I'm an Olympic hater? You are hater, a right? hater. I'm, I'm a hater? I appreciate great athletic feats but I don't have to watch all of them do I it's not enough time and with some sports not enough interest like I said I'm done with cross country skiing I'm done that's all I watched it's all I watched cross country skiing okay Every time it, I mean, it's just, it was one of those fluky things, and I mean fluky. You want to talk about a fluke? There were like four different days I tuned into the Olympics, and all four days it was cross country skiing. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And none of them were the time where the U.S. women won the gold. No, I never saw that. Yeah. Yeah, never, (laughs) never saw that. Like, you've got to be kidding me. U.S. finally did something in the sport. First time since 76. And I missed it. I saw... I, I Now, I'm an expert now in the Norwegian cross-country team. Total expert. I've seen them compete left and right. Incredible. Wow. So, no offense. I'm done with that. Done. I mean, he referred to me as a hater. I mean, what what kind of aggressive statement is that? That's an aggressive statement by somebody to refer to you as a hater. I mean, that's the kind of statement you wonder if that person needs therapy. You're around him. What do you think? <laughs> You have no comment. It is pretty strong. 
strong, I know. Yeah. Especially who's done more to promote sports than I have over the years. In all in all phases. In all phases. I mean, I, I think he doesn't like us because we don't bowl enough. I love bowling. I don't bowl enough like I used to. Every time I go, I enjoy it. I've mowed I... shoes. Black shoes with blue flames on them. Oh, aren't you sharp? Yeah. You are sharp. Yes. Or is it saying Worcester Shap? Yeah. That's, yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, Joe Lenardi in this time slot tomorrow. Joey Brackets. He'll be in a good mood. St. Joe's crushed Rhode Island last night by 30 points at Rhode Island, 78 to 48. Where the heck did I mean, I watched a little bit of that game. I watched some of the first half, and St. Joe's could do anything they wanted whenever they wanted. I thought, okay, this isn't the way it was supposed to turn out. And has. Uh, they crushed them. Then Miami, North Carolina, which preview of coming attractions, that's going to be our play-by-play call of the day. Um, and when you, when you sit there and you watch the Miami-North Carolina game last night? Okay. You know what it reminded me of? Watching the Ohio State game in Columbus. Down three, North Carolina, Joel Berry comes down, upperclassman, senior, drills a three, Kata Bates-Diop, ties the game, home crowd going crazy. Inbounds play, no timeout. Down the floor, Newton, three ball, wire, good. Tony Carr, three ball, wire, bank, good. I felt like I was watching the same game all over again. By the way, getting back to the Olympics, PyeongChang Games' least watched Olympics ever, according to Sports Media Watch. Yeah, down 17% in ratings, 16% in viewership compared to the Sochi Games, which were completely, obviously, tape delayed. That's a issue that we yeah. brought up numerous times uh, in the show. But NBC's yeah. primetime coverage averaged only a 10.1 rating and just under 18 million viewers. That's really well, you know, that's a really low number. Yeah, you'd expect you know that to be much higher. And I don't really know how to solve that for them. I don't know how to solve that for them because there were many more events on live than I ever dreamed would be. I thought the entire Olympics would be because of the fourteen-hour time difference. I thought most of the Olympics would be tape delayed. It wasn't. I watched the downhill live. I watched a few other events live. I think the figure skating was live, wasn't it? Yeah, they. On purpose, they schedule them for like late morning, early afternoon local yeah, time yeah, in yeah. Pyeongchang right. for 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 them to be right. aired here live in the states. Yes, so I don't really know how to solve that for them. Uh, I I don't uh, now. Part of this is the star. It was also the starless Olympics. Uh, even when something happened. That was good, like Sean White. It was then met with a you know a tinge of controversy in the in the interview room. 
which then seemed to override the accomplishment. Would you agree with that? Sure. I, I would yeah, think I would yeah. think people watching it on mobile devices, I bet those numbers were very, very impressive. So it would be interesting to see, right. you know, how much of that would take away from the TV viewers. Right. I mean, Lindsey Vaughn has had a great career, but she got the one bronze medal. Um, Michaela Schifrin... They oversold her. Um, It's interesting. She won because she got a gold medal in the, what, Giant Slalom? Super G, one of those. And then she got a silver medal. You know, but when you sell somebody to the public as she's going to win five, now you can't help that the wind and the weather was bad and they had to cram so much together it was going to make the feat impossible to do. I understand that. But part of it is I know you have to hype this. I know you do. I know you have to get people interested. You have to have a hook. So I, I've got that part completely. I understand the promotion of it. But... Then, when it doesn't come to fruition, the public then feels like, yeah, okay, great, you oversold this. And and, and here's another part. The Olympic gold medal women's hockey game happened to be one of those events that was like, wow, except wow happened at 2 o'clock in the morning. Okay. And it was a, a wow event. And not having the NHL players there hurt. Hurt because the men's tournament had no buzz at all, none. I just think for for the most part, casual sports fans, when you talk Winter Olympics, just the first two things they think about are downhill and and figure right. skating. I think figure those are probably skating, the only sure. they're probably the only two things they care about in terms of right. popularity and who won. And yeah, and you're right. I mean, you know, look at women's figure skating. USA finished nine. 10, 11. I mean, you would think... Same, I mean, thing, same thing with the, the men. The men didn't... I mean, Nathan Chen turned in a fine performance, but other than that, non-factor. Yeah. No American female has won a medal since 2006, and that was Sasha Cohen, and that wasn't even a gold medal. So you'd think... Uh, and we were so dominant in women's, women's figure skating for such a long time. Women's figure skating from... I mean, I don't, from Peggy Fleming to Dorothy Hamill to... Christy Yamaguchi to Nancy Kerrigan. I mean, you go through all the yeah. all the greats Michelle that have been there yeah. over the years. Michelle Kwan, but Tanya you know, Harding. That's another story in itself. I don't want that's to another. That's that another that's story. Just, that's just not helping the cause. Uh, I and, Tanya, great movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was brilliantly played. Uh, but uh, but no one in women's figure skating, and nobody for the men. I mean, the, you get into the last set of competition for the men, there are no Americans to be found. Yeah, Nathan Chen turned in a, a great performance. Okay, but that was one. You need to have a couple to do it, and didn't. And, you know, there's a a stunning lack of I think quality. he kind of fell in the Michaela Shipron right. category, and a little higher expectations. Over, oversold. Yeah. Oversold. Yeah. Oversold, and the the other part too is that the United States figure skating 
over the years has not just had a great individual or individuals, whether it's ice dancing or pairs. They've usually had a depth to it. This team didn't have any depth. Now, why? I can't explain. Don't look at me. I can't explain why. I mean, I'm not exactly an expert on on, on why it is the way it is. But uh, oh well, it's, it is what again that that hurts part of it. Now the Summer Olympics usually get higher ratings, especially track and field. I mean, I'm not so sure. I mean, I know it garners the United States medals. I know with millennials there's some level of popularity, but all the X Games stuff does that help or not? I don't know. I mean, somebody else would have to tell me that. I would think fans that are traditionalists kind of have a, you know, be a little bit of a challenge coming around to sports like that. Yeah, but young people, I mean, are those sports helping to draw ratings with young people, seeing slope style, snowboarding, what they do in, you know, mogul skiing, things like that? I don't know. I know for sure they're not watching it on TV. They'll be watching it on their phones. For the yeah, most part. right. Yeah. You know, they very, very well maybe, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that I don't. I can't answer it. I am far from being that age. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm closer to 80 than I am to 20. We'll come back with uh, more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. The Philadelphia Phillies play right here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Michael Franco leads off, and he swings and hits one high and deep. Left field, way back. Peterson pulls up and watches this one go way up into the second deck. Here's a swing and a drive. Well hit right field, and this one's going to go. And it's a half dozen homers today for the Phillies. Join us for all the excitement of every inning of every game the Phillies play on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Very proud to bring you Phillies baseball again. Very proud. I'll tell you, Scott Fransky does a great job, doesn't he? All right, here's an interesting take. ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Williams mentioned a player boycott during the Final Four in a Twitter video. He tweeted that the players need to force the hand of the NCAA, but noted it's how you boycott that's going to be the major difference. What he said was, quote, wouldn't it be crazy thing if we saw the players not just boycott a game in the NCAA tournament, but boycott a Final Four? Imagine how quickly the NCAA would realize it's not just a business for themselves, but also a business for the athletes as well. That's how you make change. He said players should boycott. He said you can essentially equate a scholarship to the salary cap in the NBA. They're both big businesses. Business goes across the board. So as gross revenue increases, guess what happens in the NBA? The salary cap rises. But as gross revenue increases in collegiate sports, in particular college basketball, the scholarship stays absolutely the same. That's a problem. Jalen Rose also called for a player boycott. And NBA superstar LeBron James said the NCAA is corrupt. Former President Barack Obama also said recently at an off-the-record panel at the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference at MIT that the NCAA should not serve as a farm system to the NBA with one-and-done players. Again, 
It's the NBA's rule, okay? It's the NBA's rule. Well, I don't understand why... Hey, LeBron James is a smart man, okay? President Obama is a smart man. Do you not know the rules? If the NBA changes the rules, high school guys can go. But they have to change the rules. Williams said of the potential boycott, Jay Williams, we saw USA Women's Soccer do the exact same thing when they weren't getting equitable wages to their male counterparts. You also saw the women's ice hockey team do that, too. Well, it would send a message. That's for sure. I just wonder if ESPN had the TV deal to March Madness if he would have tweeted that in the first place. Well, you notice he didn't say boycott the NBA final. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, you're you're free to have opinions on it. I'm not crazy about this one. But there's a lot to talk about when it comes to compensation. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.